Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned into Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your host, Jay and Trey. like we have a captive audience the entire world is staying indoors now you have no choice but to listen because you have nothing else to do (laughs) those are evil plan all along you are listening live to kings of non sequitur the off-season version of in much less detail the podcast here with you live on a sunday night march the 22nd 2020 i'm dre he's jay and yeah it's uh it sucks that's about all we can say to start the show this whole Lockdown, uh, Corona Palooza, as Jason uh, termed it to me in, in a text uh, last week. Um, it, it's it's awful. It's uh, something I don't think any of us could ever imagine. It's it feels like something out of a, a science fiction novel, but it's real, and we're all living it right now, and we're all affected in some small way by it, and, and a lot of us affected in large ways by it. And probably the worst part is that it feels like this is just beginning it feels like it's gonna just get worse and worse as as the year 2020 stretches on uh jason uh everything ended uh especially for us as sports fans uh, that's what really tipped it off that this was really serious was like you snap your fingers uh about a week and a half ago and all of a sudden every sport just decided to stop playing sports because this is how badness was spreading and it's at that point at that point it's like uh oh this is really going to be a big deal I'm watching one of the meaningless conference tournaments for the NCAA. I think it was a Big East or one of those. And they literally stopped the game at halftime. Mm-hmm. They just pulled everybody off the court. Like, go home. Go home, guys. It's over. It's all over. And the NBA was canceling games. And then and, and, just, it, and, and then it was just that Thursday. It was just like that that day of reckoning for sports where it just one after the other, it was like league after league was canceling their games. And I'm at work and I'm talking to my coworkers. And I'm like, okay, well, where's this going to stop? Right. I mean, you can feel what's coming, you know, it's theaters, you know, restaurants. Is that what, 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 it's all going to have to stop. I mean, if they're going to do that, they're going to have to stop everything. And very slowly, all the States are starting to stop literally everything. Uh, I believe you and I are not on complete lockdown yet, um, but every day, two or three more states get added to the list of, uh, you know, ones where you have these, uh, these like, basically, these state orders, these lockdowns. Uh, we got to stay at home and shelter in place, and you can't go anywhere, and Wisconsin hasn't gotten there yet. We've been hearing rumors about it for days, though, um, you know, metropolitan areas like you know Milwaukee has had a lot of cases of this we haven't had but a few up in my area but you just keep seeing the numbers every day and they just keep shooting up and shooting up and here we are I mean we had the we had our our sports day of reckoning fortunately for you and me we have a podcast that is geared towards having a no sports theme through the whole through the whole off season so we can uh I was 
you know, joking with you the day everything went south with sports, like, ah, oh, we're going to have to start finding another uh, theme for our show here. <laughs> no, but we're, it's perfect for us, right? Kings of non-secular. We just go from one topic yeah. to the next, and we let yeah. the conversation flow however it's supposed to flow. So, yeah, we're used to this. Yeah, I've, <laughs> let's see. We've had vacation. You know, you, you were you were on the hashtag cancel everything uh, kick on Twitter there for a while. Just cancel it all. Well, I've in the last week and a half. Let's see, school's been canceled uh, here, uh, so the kids are home from school. The so the schools are all closed. That indefinitely now is the word. We don't know when school's going to start up again. Uh, the mall that I my store is attached to a mall. The mall got shut down by the governor about a week ago. All the malls, not just mine. That would have been really jerky. Like that, just that one, that one. You guys are <laughs> one that Jason works at. Shut that one down. Yeah. So that closed, and then I officially got the word yesterday that I was laid off. So now I am officially jobless, um, <laughs> with the intent to go back. You know, so I guess you can be like furloughed almost, like you're being, you know, laid off with the intent to be rehired when everything is over. But to make it all official, I don't have a job. So, uh, that's fun. Yeah, that, that sucks. But, so I've uh, now become my my kids. I'm their teacher now, so I am now doing all my kids' uh, classes. Basically, the teachers send out the assignments every day, and I have to do the do them with them and help them out. And I, sp- I spend anywhere from two to three hours a day this last week um, doing that. You know, and that's not a, a linear two to three hours because that could be. You know, you do a little bit before lunch, and then so we've started a routine. You know, it's like all the assignments are in by a certain time from the teachers. The kids have these iPads, right? So they can do all their schoolwork and submit all their stuff on iPads. It's like we we couldn't we couldn't have had this when we were kids. You know, no, so well, yeah, so many of us would, have would send them in the mail, <laughs> mail them in. Literally, yeah, we, we do your homework. Be trusted with something like that, yeah. Do a do do page eighty two in your math book. Rip it out of the math book. Put it in the mail, and <laughs> right. mail it to the teacher. Uh, yeah, and then they basically. Hang on, I'm out of stamps. <laughs> I can't mail your. Oh, my my dog ate my stamps. Uh, well, back so then stamps were like anything. what nineteen cents. You know, stamps weren't very expensive back when we were in school. Really showing our age now. Yeah, that was back when. Remember when they went up to a quarter? And it was like, oh I know, my god, big deal. A quarter? I know. Whoa, end of the world. <laughs> no, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, at, at the end of the but, world, but, uh, literally. But we still have, but we still have NFL free agency. That was a, a runaway train, and especially for people like ESPN and and uh, yeah. the other sports networks that had nothing else to cover, they jumped on NFL free agency like it was the biggest thing ever because they literally had nothing else to cover. So that was kind of oh no, exactly. I mean, and I haven't been watching. I haven't been watching much. TV, um, you know, my, most of my time has just been occupied with, with just kids, you know, it's just in my wife and she's been working a lot cause you know, her job hasn't shut down. So she's been putting in a lot of extra hours and kids are, you know, kids are not used to having me home with them 24 seven. I mean, I've been outside of the house. I mean, I've been outside, but I mean, I've been outside of a block radius from this, from my house one time since last week, Sunday. So in the last week, I've been out of town once. 
Yeah, um, I you went went away for five seconds. There. I thought I had totally lost you. I don't know how bad oh. I've been breaking up or or, or no, not. No, you sound great actually. You don't sound like there's no there's no issues coming from your side at all tonight, which is surprising. That's stunning. <laughs> from, yeah, from from what you were texting me right before the show, like I can't get on the show. This is going to be terrible. Like, uh oh, here we go. Yeah, I, I logged in uh, early uh, as I normally do, and yeah. three three minutes before the show started, I got that disconnect sound, where I'm just, and I'm like, oh no, because now I have to reconnect and hope that it reconnects in the next three minutes, which is uh, not always uh, something that happens when you have to reconnect uh, on this yeah. show. But and we out. know we know from experience that if you have to reconnect to the show right before airtime, it's a disaster. Yeah. Usually no. it's a complete disaster. Uh, and right on cue, you started breaking. Here. See, boom. And of Almost course, perfect, perfectly on positive it. <laughs> yeah, I think they have a algorithm, so they know if we start talking bad about them, they're like, "Oh yeah, watch this." You think <laughs> this is bad, huh? No, you uh, commented when I texted you that I'm having connection issues. You're like, "Well, everyone's a podcaster now," so. Uh, oh, and yeah. that's uh, definitely something that uh, I've noticed in uh, dealing with online stuff and also our, our cable connection and whatnot. With all of these people shutting down and the and the situation where I am here in, in uh, beautiful suburban Memphis, Tennessee, is, uh, yeah, we're similar. They have not issued a complete down or a shelter place order. Uh, although experts are calling on our governor to do so, he just refuses to because he just doesn't want it. Um, so, but there is uh, all the restaurants are closed. Um, it's for sit down. You can do uh, you can do delivery. You can carry out. You can't go to any restaurant and sit up in there. Um, yeah, and, and just and they just a few days ago said all of the entertainment. Uh, places need to shut down. Uh, that would be movie theaters and bowling alleys and places like that, bars and whatnot. They they just issued that order just a few days ago. Um, but I've noticed now with with that and with uh, the the sort of gradual shutting down of everything over the past week and a half or so. There's a lot more, I think, traffic out here, obviously. Um, not traffic on the road, but traffic online and traffic on the on the cable systems. So our cable is, is a little wonky. Like you click a, uh, the guide button and it doesn't immediately come up. It takes, you know, a, a heartbeat longer. Uh, you click on a channel and it doesn't immediately go to that channel. So I think that's just there's so many more people at home on, on the cable system and that's traffic is slowing that down a little bit. The internet connection is a little slower. Our connection always sucks. So that's not necessarily a surprise, but yeah, that's a little slower. So yeah, it's just more, the more people at home, the more people that have nothing uh, to do, the more people that's going to be on these systems and slowing everything down. So if you've noticed that, um, in the last week or so, I think it's just the, the traffic. So that's, I don't think that's too much of a surprise for people. Uh, but our situation, uh, the way I got affected, my job has not shut down. I don't imagine it's actually going to shut down because what we're dealing with uh, at, at the 
particular section of the bank that I work for is payments. We're, we deal with people sitting in payments. I don't think that's that, that's going to slow down as people don't have the money to send in payments, but it's not going to stop. So there's, there's enough people that need to make these uh, these payments on time every month, every two weeks, whatever. Um, and there's enough automatic payments being sent by employers uh, garnishing money from uh, uh, from people's paychecks. That that's really not going to, I don't think, be something that comes to a to a stop or anything like that. And to process these payments, you need people up there. You can't do that remotely. We we there there's aspects of our job taking the data from the payments that we can key in. I think that can be done remotely, but they're not going the company is not going to let us do that remotely because of the security situation uh trying to do it from home. They they're never going to let us key this information from home because uh we don't have the proper security uh, in place uh, on our on our equipment here, so that's just not going to happen. We're going to have to get in our cars and come up to that job uh, for the foreseeable future and, and do this particular job. My wife gets to stay home. My wife's job, working for a charity, uh, that administrative work is, is such that they can stay home um, and she doesn't have to go in, and she's extremely happy about that because she's really. Uh, I don't want to say the, I don't want to say scared, but yeah, this has really got her spooked with with her health issues. She had a couple of mini strokes a couple of years ago. Uh, we're both diabetics, so we're both sort of you know got health issues that we may not necessarily recover as well from this thing if we catch it or uh, you know shudder to say recover at all. But uh, so if you hear about people with underlying conditions. That's uh, that's the situation is that if you got sort of compromised immunity and you're uh, aware of that as well with your family members, your mother and your sister, um, yeah. that you, you, you don't want to risk, uh, even if you think you can handle it, you don't want to risk catching it and, and passing it on because uh, other people may not, people around you may not be able to deal with it and, and may not uh, recover uh, from something like that. So. My wife is definitely uh, afraid of it, and she's glad to be home. Um, and but yeah, it, it's it's just crazy out here. Um, have you guys? Uh, are you guys experiencing the same thing we're experiencing as far as just trying to go out and buy something, toilet paper, hand sanitizer, things that you just are used to? Oh, okay, we're running low on that. Let me go get it. And the shelves are just completely bare and empty, and you just never imagine you'd see something like that. We're, I'm aware of it. I haven't been doing My wife's been doing most of the shopping, um, but we've got, you know, we've, we've got enough paper towels. And we have enough toilet paper. We weren't, we were, we, we sort of skipped that initial, like, crazy phase where you're seeing people you know, just running out like with the giant flatbed cart size carts that you get like at Sam's Club for, you know, that you're supposed to put patio furniture on or or big screen TVs and they've just got the whole thing stacked, you know, as tall as they are and as wide as the cart and as deep as the cart with just toilet paper. Like, what are what what are you preparing for? I I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, how much do you need? Exactly. Like, and why are you stockpiling that of all things? Yes, maybe they're preparing for a day where toilet paper is the currency of the future, <laughs> and you'll start paying for things with rolls of toilet paper. Or you know, it's like you know, 
Like we got plenty of old kids' clothes in the house that we we <laughs> we really needed to. Old newspaper? Does does anyone get newspapers delivered anymore? You know, or? yeah. There's there's so many ways that you you can just do that that you don't have to you know empty the shelves of of uh, toilet paper and, and hand sanitizer and and all these cleaning supplies. And it's like, man, how dirty were people before this? Yeah, that was the other thing was uh, the order to uh, wash your hands uh, thoroughly and every 20 seconds and whatnot. And all of a sudden, there's no hand soap left anymore. And it's like, what, what were these people doing oh, before? Yeah, we, were you washing your hands at all? <laughs> I don't know. You know, And this is a respiratory illness, so I'm not sure why toilet paper is the first thing that people thought of to grab. Like, the the, the virus is not going to make your toilet tissue yeah. uh wither away. Um I don't yeah, I don't I never did quite understand the the yeah. whole point of that. If this was like the Taco Bell virus, then right. I'd understand. You know, if that's yeah. if, this, if this was the beefy five layer burrito virus, we did I totally understand the uh you know, forty eight pack rolls of toilet paper times ten going out on someone's <laughs> cart. But no, this is a this is a disease of the lungs. Yeah, I'm reading a lot of side effects or whatever from getting it, and yes. explosive diarrhea is yeah. not on the list. <laughs> none of them are so. gastrointestinal, I think, is what no. we're getting at here. Yeah, none of them. None of the side effects of this. It's sore throat, of fever, coughing, lot, mm-hmm. you know, shortness of breath, death. Dry, um, yeah, dry be, cough. How uh, much toilet, I don't know how much toilet paper you need in the Great Beyond. But there's going to be some people <laughs> who die from this where it's going to have like the mother load of toilet paper at their house while nobody else has any, which is the irony. Right. Yeah, heaven is going to be in, uh, infused yeah. with a bunch of toilet paper if you if you do get to take it with you, indeed. Uh, local article just... online here within the last few days was how this toilet paper frenzy is going to be good for Wisconsin because we have all the paper mills. There you go. So we have a lot of the paper mills, so a lot of the toilet paper is supplied from Wisconsin. So this is going to be really – so these these companies have got to be loving this, that everybody just is panic-buying toilet paper. Yeah, we need to buy all the stock in Charmin and Purell yeah. and uh, Scott toilet paper, all of it just – Yes, that, that, that's how you make up all the money that we've all lost in the in our four hundred one ks over yeah. the last couple. Yeah, of weeks. you want to be buying stock in Netflix, mm-hmm. and yes, uh, soap companies and mm, toilet yeah. paper companies. That's the, and and you want to be selling your stock in airlines, <laughs> right? Uh, concessions, anything along those. Yeah, lines. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. All those arenas uh, full of people that were going to be going to the uh, to the March Madness and just snap your fingers and empty nothing. Uh, right. Of course, uh, me being the wrestling fan, WrestleMania was uh, supposed to take place in a couple of weekends, and that was be yeah. the uh, seventy thousand seat stadium down in Tampa. And you snap your fingers, nothing. No, no WrestleMania. They're going to have it, but they're going to film it uh, in their empty gym down there. Uh, in, in WWE training facilities over the next couple of days. So it's not only is it going to be taped, but it's going to be empty stadium. And you talk about defeating the purpose when you uh, WrestleMania. <laughs> How do you get excited front of, for that? Uh, exactly. It's the, the show that's going to take place in front of the most people. Therefore the excitement of, of the crowd will uh, 
wash over and, and cover up some of the terrible action that you're going to have bring from some of these 50 year old guys out there. Um, is it, it's, it's hard enough to watch an undertaker match these days. Guys should have retired 10 years ago and it's going to be brutal to watch it. Uh, and there's no crowd around to blunt out all yeah. of the grunts and, uh, clear struggles that he goes through in the middle of a match. Like, oh. So does, does, does Taker still come out with all the fanfare? I mean, Oh, sure. Well, he, that's, still have that's, the, that's Undertaker. If the 12 he minute entrance Undertaker. to the 12 minute entrance to a gymnasium. <laughs> it doesn't have nearly as far to walk. So it'll be, a, yeah. it'll still be two, three minutes of bells ringing and, and, and the dong and smoke everywhere. You, you got to have that because it's not Undertaker otherwise. So they'll still have it. It's just not going to take uh, quite as long because it's not nearly a, as long of an entrance uh, to walk through. But, man, just the, the bell rings. Uh, when there's a crowd around, the bell rings and it's still awful. There's not even going to be a crowd and the bell's going to ring and it's just going to be the, the, the worst. Um. The, the only good thing is they're taping it now. They made the decision to tape it over the next couple of days, so they'll get to edit out whatever Editing. is yes. awful. Editing. Yeah, you. It won't be live. You don't have to yeah. really worry about if blowing someone a spot. Misses a spot. There boom. it is. Redo it. it. Up. Cut. <laughs> All right, let's try that again from a different angle, and <laughs> try not to drop AJ Styles on his head this time. Which okay. means yeah, so, you'd expect it to look technically better. Some aspects will look much better because it's live and they can edit it and do yeah. whatever camera angles they want. So and yeah. yes. Also, but you know, we're still, thinking about the ugh. thinking about the fact here that three shows of ours, uh right. Final Four, NBA, uh I mean uh, M- M- Final Four, baseball preview and WrestleMania preview. Um, all gone. Hey, the, the the plus side for me, I don't have to watch Raw. Well, I was thinking about that. Are we um, still going to do a show? Oh man, I was I was battling in my head. Do I want to do the show? Because again, remember, well, I wanted could. to. I, I wanted to sort of make it more so about sort of discussing what's happened in the last year of wrestling with Jerry because yeah. it's been such a great year for wrestling uh, in general. Um, and, and that was going to be a little bit more of my focus because WrestleMania itself, the matches themselves over the last, over, over the last few years to me seem to lose more and more meaning when you keep having Brock Lesnar show up and wrestle two matches a year. Uh, what does it mean if you, if, if Drew McIntyre beat Brock Lesnar and won the title, what does that mean? Exactly. You, you beat a part-timer who, who's never here. So what, um, you know, and, and Roman Reigns uh, and Bill Goldberg is another part-timer. If Reigns beats Goldberg, so what? Um, Undertaker coming back to fight AJ Styles. If Undertaker wins, what, what does that mean? You're not building Undertaker to challenge for the title. He's 54, whatever years old. Uh, it, it's almost, you know, gets less and less important with every year uh, WrestleMania does because of the WWE's inability to build new stars that anyone gives a shit about. Uh, so I kind of still want to do a, a show with Jerry just talking about wrestling in general, talking about, you know, all elite wrestling and, and uh, some of the other independents around the country that's been doing much better and having some success. Uh, much more interesting to talk about than WrestleMania itself. 
But yeah, if we do do a, 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 a sort of WrestleMania preview show, I'm probably not going to subject you uh, and Jerry to do it um, on the Monday go home raw, which is going to take place in the same empty gym that they're going to do WrestleMania because that's just kind of sad. <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to think about the way, you know, are they all, you're, you're in this empty gym. Are they all going to be pointing at like a, a Kinko's <laughs> copy WrestleMania sheet hung on the wall of the gym or, you know, I mean, uh, how I, don't, I, just, I, I I'm almost like morbidly curious how this can be produced to have any sense of spectacle and not just be, uh, you know, not just not just be almost like making fun of itself. It's gonna be kind of pathetic. I don't think there's yeah. any way that it can't be kind of pathetic when you talk about the spectacle that WrestleMania has become, and now you're putting it in an empty gym. That that's that's pathetic. It's just there's no way to get around that. Yeah, but I do think they're probably going to do it up and try to make it as uh, grand as possible. They're probably going to have the whole big WrestleMania electronic sign. Uh, they're going to have everything there, uh, and they're going to you know because you paid for it already. You know, yeah. So what the fuck? So, yeah, but it, it's going to be. Yeah. I'm I'm the same with you. I'm sort of morbidly curious. Want to catch it? Later on, uh, after it after it airs, uh, but but to sure. actually sit there Saturday and Sunday night and and watch it live, no, I can't imagine I'm going to do that. You'll have to remind me when that's going to be. That's usually that what first Monday in April. Does that uh, sound this, right? Is in it's in a, it's in a, a couple weeks, so we're yeah. talking uh, not. Yeah, not tomorrow, but the Monday after that. So Monday the right. 30th is the home raw. So we do have the we do have the Hulu April we do have the Hulu live. Um so I should be able to at least watch it not live, but I, I, I it's something I should be able to go back to um and catch. So if we are going to do a show, just let me know so I can at least, you know, prepare myself to see how the deck has been reshuffled and how the same 10 guys are going to all wrestle each other at WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, well, I will get a hold of Jerry, and, and we'll figure out uh, a and time And I have that. plenty of time. You have a lot of time on your hands. I, yeah, I, I, it's my kids' spring break this week now, so my kids are off school this week. So I had a week um, of, of schoolwork with them, so I was, was home for the whole thing. And now that's technically they're on spring break, so I now have another seven days to go through with the kids where they have no assignments being given out. Um, so it's spring break. We're not going anywhere. Um, can't right. go anywhere. And nope. yeah, so this week is going to be a lot of the weather's nice, you know, go play outside. Um, a lot of Minecraft. I've become really good at Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a, uh, there's a whole <sighs> lot of indoor. Not on my own. Everybody's, my kids play uh... I play it with my kids. My kids play Minecraft and I play with them so we have the ability that all three of us can play at the same time so that's like our little bonding thing that we do and I've gotten yeah we've, we've all gotten pretty good at going on our little Minecraft adventures and uh oh, having my kids practice their math and their reading and my daughter loves school so she's always like daddy come and put math problems on my erase board for me so I go in a room and I put math problems on there and I leave them there and board games and puzzles and you name it um, but not a lot of TV watching. So 
been one of the one of the things that we've been very light on. Uh, probably if we have a rainy day this week, throw on a movie or do something. But uh, it's a very very odd circumstance, you know, to be going through this. But I do have the the benefit of I get to see my kids. It's the most I've actually like spent time with my kids in forever. Yeah. I'm gonna well, get spoiled by all this kid time. It's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be the hard part. It's gonna be transitioning back to work. Right. Probably harder so for them, um, but it'll be hard for me. You're on the other sort of side of the spectrum of when I thought about all the sports going away for yeah. hardcore sports fans. It's like crap. Now I got to talk to my family. Now I actually have yeah, to no, see, speak. Speak to yeah. my wife. Oh my god! <laughs> no, this has been. This has actually been, like, I, I mean, the sports aren't there, but I can't honestly say like, I miss them. Well, you're not a big NBA fan anyway, so that's one part that you you weren't going to miss. However, no, I was the, following. The, I did love. The, right. I do love the tournament. I mean, obviously, this Thursday coming up would have been opening day for baseball, which would be a sad moment. But yes, this, other, this other than the thrill was, of opening uh, day, other than the thrill of opening day, it's April baseball. Right. But a lot of rain outs, you know, <laughs> a couple of snow outs if you're in Denver. Yeah. Um, but but even still, the preparation for the, the big fantasy draft and yeah. uh, getting ready for that and just getting ready for baseball in general. And it's just sort of the, the rug ripped out from under us. I think that sports wise was the biggest effect on you. Um, and the, the draft of course is just yeah. completely postponed because we don't know when the actual baseball season is going to start. Um, so yeah, I would have been in Chicago uh, yeah. next weekend. My wife would have been at a uh, women's retreat. That's all. Everything's canceled. Cancel everything. Completely up in the air. Um, the, the, Entertainment impact on me has been minimal thus far. Uh, yesterday would have been a uh, Memphis Grizzlies game against Zion Williamson and the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, oh. and we had we had tickets for that, and that's uh, of course out the window. Um, so, but that's small compared to the the summer of travel that we had coming up. Of course, uh, the reason I wasn't going to be able to be at the baseball draft with you was because of all this travel and all these vacation time that I was taking in 2020 for all mm-hmm. these trips that we, that we were going to make. And all of that is, I got a real ominous feeling. My, my wife is trying to sort of be positive as far as that, because our first trip is, uh, was, was going to be to Cancun and that's at the end of June and the end of June is still a long way away, but man, the way things are going, I, yeah. I, I don't have confidence that we're going to be allowed to go uh, in, by the time June rolls around. It's not that I don't think, yeah, it's not that I think we're going to make the decision to not go because it's still going to be dangerous. I think that if it feels like by that point, it's going to be like severe enough that there's going to be restrictions that they've already closed the border yeah. to Canada. Sure. And, and I, I can imagine them closing the border to Mexico by the time our trip rolls around. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, like I like you said at the beginning of the show, you do have that feeling like this is just, you know, like this is going to get worse before it gets better. Sure feels like it. Yeah, uh, at least that's what we're being told. That's what we're being told, you know. We've gone from having a few hundred cases of this now to, what, 10,000 today in the United States? Yeah, and you can almost see the clear 
you know, cause and effect. That it feels like a, a whole population of people just still don't get it and still don't want to get it. You you see all the the partying and and getting together in big metropolitan areas like New York yeah. uh, and and Chicago, um, and then a week or two later, oh boy, here come all the deaths and here comes the the big explosion in number of cases. Yeah, and you you see spring break partying and reveling down in in Florida, and then a week or two later, here more deaths and look at all the big numbers. Um, the the streets of New Orleans and Bourbon Street and and people partying and now here come the big explosion of numbers in New Orleans yeah. and, yeah, and Louisiana the just to, got shut down today so right and the police have to go through the streets and and make sure that they clear out because otherwise if you led some people to their own devices they would just defy and keep coming out oh yeah and, you know and the people who were just openly defiant like right you know. I don't care about no coronavirus oh boy. Well, it was, um, it was telling at my work the day that um, all the sports got canceled on that. Oh, it was the day after. It was that Friday. I'm at work. They had just canceled all the sports. So that day, that the, on that Friday, it was really weird. It's like, what, what do you do? I mean, all the sports shows were all just like off the air on a lot of stations. It was just, you know, they were showing the old highlight reels or, you know, uh, like old games or biographies mm-hmm. of players. It was just very odd. I'm sure the sports networks can't be enjoying this too much right now. And one That's of the, pretty much all they're still doing, you know, cause we're in a mall, you get all these old people who walk around in the mall. One of them was walking through our store and we were just all kind of standing there and there was, nobody was shopping. I mean, our art was really light. Um, that whole week as the things were starting to like, you could really start to sense like, okay, this is, this is, this isn't, a minor thing. This is a thing. Mm-hmm. And one of the old guys is walking through and he's asking about something. And he said, well, you guys are, why aren't you guys watching sports? Uh, <laughs> they canceled everything. They did. Oh, my God. those are the people. <laughs> those are the people that we're talking about. We have the openly defiant people, but how many people were just oblivious to everything that's going on? Right. They have no idea. Like, yeah. There, there's a, there's a virus out there. What? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody literally just walking through, old guy, walking through, had no concept of anything that was going on. I mean, it's so to, to be that sheltered, you know, right. and especially when you're in, you know, we're all worried, like, this is like the guy that they're trying to protect. This is the at-risk right. yeah. age group. <laughs> well, some people, you, you, you try to protect them, but there's, no, there's only so much you can do. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, uh, I have a feeling we'll be doing uh, – doing this uh for a while without sports right. uh, or at least so i i can understand why you'd want to even talk about an empty gym wrestlemania because at least it, it's something <laughs> it's somewhat something. normal an empty room nfl draft which we probably have coming <laughs> or they i mean I, I don't even understand why the nfl draft can't just I mean, i'm sure the technology exists for them to just teleconference the nfl draft and Absolutely. make it but they're talking about even just doing it in a tv studio setting which is fine it's a tv presentation there will be a presentation they're not going to lose that, that yeah. money from i mean okay the eagles fans are going to boo at everything <laughs> that's all you're going to miss right the raiders fans are going to cheer at everything the yeah. raiders just rule no matter and what everybody yeah. this year will just elbow bump the commission <laughs> 
Actually, if Roger Goodell is such a hated individual, they might still go up and hug and try to <laughs> slap hands <laughs> with him. I'm going to rub him on his face. <laughs> hey, you doing commission? <laughs> yeah, give me a big kiss. Come here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so we'll see. You know, I guess anything to try to keep it somewhat normal. Um, but that, that's normal where we're get. I Still can't believe Las Vegas is shut down. Las Vegas. Yeah. What the hell? That should have been the first place. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of diseases and viruses going around there that probably needed to be uh, eradicated. But that's still not the hardest hit. New York City is still – New York City is getting wrecked. And there's no surprise at that at all. With that many people in yeah. that small uh, of an area – right. again, I've never been to New York. You have. I yes. still can't believe how many people they fit in that metropolitan area, uh, and, and it's such a, a you know relatively small land, and there's just so many people. Yeah, there's yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure it is going around in New York like crazy because it's impossible not to. From you know every scene that I've ever seen from a movie in New York or every news clip of walking in the street, you're shoulder to shoulder with people like, and you can't avoid it. Like there's nowhere else to yeah. go. Yeah, when I uh, when I got the news about what was about my position, and at my you know because my whole store is shut down, and our location is all shut down, and we got the announcement you know that you know we're laid off until everything goes back, and you know the optimistic estimate is May. That's optimistic, right? That's just I think that's just saying something to people to make them feel a little better about something. Yeah, that's throwing a, a bone out there for you to, okay, yeah. look forward to May. It's going to be better. <laughs> There's already a word going around in anticipation that the school year might just end up straight up being over now. Right. Like, it's done. They might not be back in school again until August. And so, yeah, I'm getting really good at making sure they do their assignments. <laughs> I got a feeling the NBA season might wind up being over too. I know they want to continue it in some form, but if we get to May and June and July and we're still pretty much quarantined and, and sheltering in place and all that stuff, I don't know yeah. how you ramp up the, the end of the season to the start of playoffs in July and August and your next regular season is supposed to start in October. I don't, I don't see how that works. Then you have an off season of like three weeks and I don't, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, but. it's going to take baseball a while to ramp up because they literally stopped two weeks before the start of the season. So you'd figure that spring training would have to recommence. Yeah, you know, the earliest season. estimates that you're hearing about are after Memorial Day for baseball. Right. So we could not have baseball now till June. And even that seems uh, optimistic. Uh, yeah. I, 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 it's hard to imagine a baseball season at all. If you push it too far, if we start, if you start in say July or August, what are you, what are you talking about? Then you're talking about a two month regular season for a, for a yeah, playoff. I mean, that, that once even... your half, your halfway points, usually right before the all-star break, which is usually around fourth, you know, but right after the 4th of July. Right. I mean, you could probably so, do a condensed 81 game schedule. But if they don't get started, if they start training forward in July, that means they can't start no. the season until August. No. That means you have yeah, to fit they, those, 80, those 80 games into like eight weeks. So you're eight, yeah. nine, ten weeks. So you're talking double headers and no days off and, and stuff like that. 
yeah, I would say if they don't start the baseball season by the 4th of July, there won't be a baseball season. Uh, yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah. Football's been the lucky one because, hey, it's the off season. Yeah. Uh, but even that is, uh, you know, when training camps start ramping up uh, at the uh, at the midpoint of July or so, you better hope that we're over the worst of this because otherwise that might even start to be effective. So, but yeah, that's still a long ways away. Uh, right. One, uh, one area of, of entertainment that definitely affected me um, personally was the bowling alley situation. And that turned ah. out to be a little, a, a little funny uh, when, when all the events wound up breaking out with that. So my bowling alley um, really, 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 did not want to shut down. Like, I don't know if they were one of the defiant ones that were trying to, you know, be like, Oh, it's not that big a deal. Y'all can come in here no matter what. Or if it was really like, we can't shut down. We'll, we're going to you know, be out of business if we lose this money and, and complete, completely shut down. But they were very resistant to, to shutting down at all. My Wednesday night bowling league, um, we the la- the last one I went to anyway was a couple Wednesdays ago, and it was a little strange. Um, it, we were st- you know we were starting to hear how severe it was getting around the country, and yet we and I can uh, include myself in that were not obviously taking it that seriously because not only were we there, but we were slapping hands and high fiving and and you know acting like everything was normal and not even. At that point, it was still at the sort of nervous chuckle. Hey, should we really be high fiving? You know, <laughs> I don't know. You know, they got that that Rona going around. I'm not so sure. So at that point, it was still sort of joking around. And then last Wednesday comes around, and I was basically with me to not go. And I said, finally, it's getting more severe. And this was uh, was this after the NBA? I think this was the Wednesday after the NBA and, and all the sports completely stopped and shut down. And then our bowling league comes back around that Wednesday and they're still ready to go. And my wife was like, uh, no, no, don't, that's, that's crazy. Don't, don't go up there with however many dozens of people. And I was resistant at first because I, I was, I was kind of doing the, it's, it's not going to be that bad thing or it's not that big a deal or we're just, I can't imagine that we're going to catch it up there. Um, but eventually she talked me into not going. And I was kind of wondering if, if they were going to postpone the league or cancel the league or if they were going to shut the bowling alley down at all. So they wound up bowling, and so few people showed up, um, including, like, nobody else on my team, that the secretary of the league wound up texting me the next day, Thursday, which would be this past Thursday. And she said, hey, you guys – um, you need somebody to come up here and post bowl for the Wednesday league or else you're not going to have a legal lineup. You won't win any points. And I was like, well, damn, we, we, I guess we had nobody up there. And so I decided, you know what? It's Thursday. I get off of work three, four o'clock. If I go up there and post bowl on a Thursday afternoon at four o'clock, I don't think there's going to hardly be anyone there. So I think this should work out as far as, my my wife being afraid of me going and being in a group of people and catching something. So I went up there and indeed I was correct. There was one other person bowling in that alley at four o'clock in the afternoon this past Thursday. So I was able to post bowl and, uh, and do my thing. 
uh, it was funny because that the, the nobody else had been bowling up there and those lanes were about as freshly oiled as you could get. My ball would not come up through the ball return. It was so much oil out there and nobody had been bowling on those lanes that my ball was picking up so much oil that just it would not come up through the through the ball return. It kept getting stuck. So they did it. They had me throw like three or four balls and they and it kept getting stuck every time. So actually I thought it was something wrong with the lane. I thought the lane was broke. And so they moved me to the to the next lane to the left. And it did this, the exact same thing on that lane. And I was like, okay, I see what the deal is now. It's just too much oil on the ball. Uh, but we re- we rectified that. I had a towel and, and was able to wipe the ball off uh, constantly. Um, but that was how little people had been on those lanes. It was, it was completely fresh oil out there, and I was the first one bowling on it. So, um, But I was okay with now the, the plan in my mind was – going to be okay i'm not going to go back up there wednesday nights uh with the group of people and bowl i'm just going to go there every wednesday in the morning now since i'm off on wednesdays and i'm going to get my pre-bowl in there when there's going to be hardly anyone there and that's just how i'm going to finish off uh, the whole season so i had that plan in place and i really wanted to to do it i really wanted to keep bowling uh for a couple of reasons i I wanted to finish our seasons our season only has six weeks left in it and i wanted to keep doing something um exercise wise, uh, because I can't go to the gym because our gym shut down. Uh, so that was a whole nother situation. Um, but I had not been going to the gym anyway. Um, but, but they did officially shut down this weekend. So not, not too much longer after I made up my mind, all right, I'm going to just going to go in on Wednesdays and and pre-bowl every Wednesday. Then this weekend comes and the decree comes down from the, from the, mayor of Memphis that bowling alleys and bars and all that just completely shut down and that's it. So now we're not going to do that any at all. Now the bowling alley is shut down. Uh, but that was like the last bastion. Like, I don't know too many other entertainment venues in town that were still trying to do anything like movie theaters and all that. All those places have been voluntarily doing this already and, and, and shutting themselves down. My bowling alley was like the the outlaw. Like they were not going to shut down for anything until the mayor made them basically shut down. Uh, so that's the end of the bowling season. That's the end of uh, uh, going to the gym. And now the, that really sucked for me because I was actually in a rhythm of going to the gym on Saturdays and uh, going bowling on Wednesdays and and trying to get back to the gym Monday, Tuesday. I was, actually getting in, in in a decent rhythm, trying to keep myself in shape. And now all that is just out the window. Now it's me with my lack of discipline here at home, having to rely on myself to get up and, and do something at home and, and keep myself active. Right. And so far I'm not doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, my wife and I were both like eating a lot better and a lot differently. And since mm-hmm. I've been home with the kids, I'm not eating terrible, but a lot of the things that I wasn't eating before this all started, I, I'm, you know, it's like if my kids are having cereal, I'm having cereal. And I was not, I hadn't had a bowl of cereal in six months, you know. Yeah. And, you know, then it's also when you're on any kind of a diet or lifestyle change or whatever you want to call it, that's not easy. That's not inexpensive either. Right. It's cheaper to just have a bowl of cereal than it is to have some, you know, you know, I can't eat eggs every day. Right. So it just becomes a simple matter of, you know, just eating with the family. And then it was always easy because I was up 
eaten before work, and the kids and I, you know, kids didn't eat the same thing every morning. They'd have their yogurt, and I'd have something else, and, you know, I think we've just sort of streamlined everything now, you know. So we're not eating terrible, but I'm not, I'm definitely not eating to the same level of of diet or lifestyle change, whatever you want to call it, um, as I was before. So you just notice all these little changes, you know, to the routine, but they're being home all day, I guess, is hard to call the routine. No, there's definitely a, a lot of changes, a lot of lifestyle yeah. uh, changes that everybody has to adapt and, and go through. So well, it's, it's not unique to us, but we're talking about it. We're sharing and, and hopefully uh, taking your guys' uh, mind off of things a little bit and, and letting you into our world and letting you know what's going on here. Um, the house is I just clean, had, though. <laughs> Uh, that's the dishes are done, laundry's done. Right, right. Yeah, that's the next step. Is is I'm definitely gonna have to start tidying up around here because uh, my wife being home all day, she's already letting me know, hey, um, need to <laughs> you know get, get this in order and clean this up and get this uh, straightened up because uh, the stuff that she wouldn't necessarily notice because she was busy working and doing her own thing. Now she's home and she's like, uh, honey. You need to do better. <laughs> I, I understand that. <laughs> Is that anything like I, your I had, uh, like your grocery bag collection? Yeah, that's part of it. You know, I I, I still kind of throw paper, uh, plastic bags around when I get them home. I don't really <laughs> collect them and put them in a proper place because I'm just. I don't know what that is about me. I, I get home, I, oh. I take the groceries out, and I'm just like, whatever. You know, leave the bags wherever I. To, wherever the groceries the came out of the bag, the bag stays. That's where the bag stays, just whatever. <laughs> I'm a slob, and, and I admit it. Hey, be uh, proud. Own it. I'm a proud slob. always have been. Uh, well, ostensibly, this is a sports show. Do we do we talk about the, the crazy week of free agency while we're still live here? Sure, we can. Um Obviously, the the biggest news of all is the the great one, Tommy. What happened to Tommy? He's he's not one of us anymore. He, he left. How could Tommy leave us? Oh, the the great one, Tom Brady, the the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm only saying that to piss you off, just to get you fired up. Me? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it, of all the teams that that, that he could have gone to, this is probably the worst fit. You think so? This is a vertical offense. Mm-hmm. For a quarterback, that's all about underneath and timing and, you know, just controlling the game and, and being in that. He just is not a vertical quarterback. Now, 10 years ago, when he had Randy Boss, a different story, right? Look at what that did. And, and when they had that 50, was that 50 touchdowns that year? When he set the, it was the a record lot. year, it was a it was a lot. This isn't the, this isn't the same. Tom Brady's deep game is throw it woefully short and hope that the DB interferes. Oh, but he can do that a lot now with with the oh. with the weapons that he's got. Maybe that's the not, whole strategy. Not a not a good fit. I, I thought he was a better fit in Tennessee. Um, Derrick Henry. You know, you got Delaney Walker coming back, you know, good, big physical receivers. Um, 
not necessarily a team that's going to burn you deep. I and and a very good defense. Well, they so, released the Laney Walker, so that's that's over. The, the yeah. Laney Walker era has ended. But yeah, the, the, he's, yeah, the, the yeah, big young receivers, hurt. yeah. He's always right. hurt. That, that was always the I think that's why they problem. He's always hurt. Right. Um Yeah, but they franchise tagged Derrick Henry. I, I thought right. that was his best landing spot. Honestly. I did not think it was San Diego which had been talked about. Um I, I, I didn't see Tampa. Tampa struck me as just odd. I, I actually feel a bit for, for Jameis Winston. Um who I, I, I can't I didn't think that they would have bolted on him for what will probably be even though they signed Brady to a two year deal, I'd be shocked if he plays that second year. Uh, yeah, it is He's going to a I don't know. much tougher He's... division. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so this isn't going to be the Bills, the the Dolphins and the Jets that he gets to whoop up on like he did when he was with the Patriots. He also has very little, if any, defense down there. Tampa's being, they're they're not very good um, on the defensive side of the ball. And, yeah, you have to play the Saints twice. You have to play the Falcons twice. Um, you have to play the Panthers meh, twice. But, but yeah, this, is, this isn't going to be the cakewalk um, that he had when he was in New England. I, I don't even know if Tampa is a playoff team with Tom Brady. It's really hard to tell what they are because of how uneven Jameis Winston plays. So yeah, I, I don't I don't know what the hell they 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 really are a confusing sort of. What I do know was I laughed very very hard at the uh, all the money thrown on them by Vegas back when there was a Vegas um, after the Tom Brady signing that the Buccaneers got pushed up to I believe the fifth choice to win the Super Bowl this year no. and I, no. I had to. I had to tag you on that tweet with the with the hashtag short the Bucks. Yeah. Because if we could short any team, we whatever Tom Brady does with the Buccaneers, he ain't winning a title with them. I mean, that's eight, just ridiculous. Eight and eight. I'll call it right now. <laughs> eight and eight. That sounds like a nice number. The, the issue is we talk about Jameis Winston was yeah, he had all the, the lows, but he had some highs. He he could win a game. He, he could, shot he himself lose in the foot. Game. You could just as easily lose a game. Ironically, I just started. Uh, I, I picked up the most recent Madden because it was on sale a couple of weeks ago. So now that I have extra time, hey, I've been playing some Madden. And uh, one of the first season games I was playing I was playing as the Falcons. And uh, yeah, Jameis Winston threw me a pick six. <laughs> it's almost like even Madden knew. I mean, his awareness rating is probably 20. So, yeah, he's going to be a space cadet and just <laughs> the AWR. That's, that's, yeah, you always want to have IAWR. Like, yeah. you can have really bad cornerbacks, but if they have high AWR, you're always in a good, you're always, always in a good spot if you have high awareness guys in Madden. It's, it's an underrated stat. Well, I'll tell you what, I remember my Madden teams and, even if I had no pass rush at all, if I traded for quarterbacks uh, for cornerbacks that had high awareness and, and had some athletic ability to them, had some high speed to them, yeah. uh, forget it. That's just you, you can't do anything through the air if you're if you're going against a pair of cornerbacks that that get to everything and are able to defend anything. So that, yeah. that's the so biggest I've been having, key to me. I've been having some fun with Madden. 
as is always is my way I do it. I tank my first season, trade everybody, <laughs> auto stim it, get a bunch of good draft picks, and then I actually start playing with the rebuilt team. So I traded Matt Ryan, traded all, you know, did all that. So now I've got a rookie quarterback, and I, I like building things that way. I'm, I'm terrible. You know how I am that, when that's it comes your, to those. No, that's, that's, my, that, that's your move. <laughs> that's my move. I, you know, I, you know, it's hard to change your spots sometimes, right? Um, so, yeah, my uh, free agency opinions, uh, the Tom Brady thing was shocking. The, the Tampa Bay decision was uh, – there's a lot of – you know, analysis of the move and trying to figure out the putting the pieces together and why he did this and what, you know, what is maybe Bruce Arians, the, the Brady whisperer, does he have some sort of uh, magic connection that he's going to be able to put it together? And I really just think it's a matter of, I don't even think it's so much that it's Tampa as far as where he would have gone. If, if it wasn't Tampa, it would have been somewhere else. But I think the biggest story and the biggest analysis and the biggest uh, part of that puzzle that still is unknown and there's going to be uh, articles and books probably written about it 5, 10, 20 years later is what in the hell happened to the relationship between all those guys up there in New England to make Tom Brady even consider leaving? There's a huge story there. I don't know it. I'm just speculating. But just the fact of, of the history between uh, Brady and Bill Belichick and, J- and uh, Josh McDaniels and Robert Kraft, and you think about how many years those guys were together and put together that dynasty uh, and all those rings and all that success, it's just unbelievable that Brady would even leave that situation. Like, I don't know what could have happened, but I don't think it was about money. Uh, I-, I don't know if it was about personnel. I don't know if, if Brady, if it was really just that simple that Brady just loved the receiving options more in Tampa, which they are much better receivers. Uh, but I really don't think it's that. I really think there's something personality wise. I think Bill Belichick uh, probably treated Brady the way that he's treated everyone else in that organization, which is when he sees enough chinks in your armor that he thinks that, that is worth getting rid of you and a better move organizationally to go in a different direction. That's he's going to do that because he thinks that's what's best for the team. I I think that's kind of what had to have happened, but it's just amazing that it would get to that, that Belichick would think to treat Tom Brady like he was Jamie Collins or. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, all we've heard about what for the last decade is the Patriot way. Why is Tom Brady exempt from the Patriot way? Because he's Tom Brady. And he's Tom Brady, I know. But so, you know, was, you know, Joe Montana was Joe Montana and Brett Favre was Brett Favre. And all these, Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan. All these guys moved on. And and, and then they had these sort of like last little, you know, some some ups but mostly downs on their franchises that they're not associated with after they moved on from. And I honestly, I think what you have here is Brady and Belichick completely, they had to be separated because I think now it's ego. Now Brady probably thinks it's all him. Belichick thinks it's all him. And the only way to know is – to take on the challenge of doing it apart. 
So let's see what this season looks like with Brady playing with a different team and Belichick coaching a different team. Not a different team, but a team without Brady. And that's what it is. Who's the genius? Who's the reason? We'll discuss this and more on our after show when we come back. And into our VIP after show program, which it does no good to talk about how you can get our VIP after show after the live part, but I'll do it anyway. <laughs> Podcast version, you get the live portion and this portion that we're recording right now, which is not live. Uh, and you can get by listening to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. You can come back to blogtoradio.com slash detail and find the show in our archives. Listen that way. Um, and if you're listening to this now, then you already know all of that because this is the after show portion. So like I said, it doesn't do much good to, to talk about that. Uh, but yeah, uh, egos exactly. Uh, when you brought up uh, Favre in Montana and uh, uh, Michael Jordan, I'm not aware of the circumstances of Montana's departure from San Francisco. I'm not totally aware of the circumstances of Favre's departure from Green Bay. So I can't well, I, speak- I can tell you because I lived through it here. They just got sick of them. <laughs> okay. Because Favre had this thing every year where he would threaten retirement, right? Remember the drama? It was probably like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Brady has not had this, although Brady's it's been hinted at, but it's never, I don't think it's been coming from him. Brady's always yeah, it's been speculated about by everyone around right. him. Brady's attitude has always been, no, I'm going to play until I'm 45 or I'm going to play until I'm 50. He's been honest through the whole process. I think that he just wants to play and he, he does all the things for his, for his health and his brand and his TB 12 and Favre was never that way. Barb was ever that way. Right. I, I understand that. But you bring up the Jordan thing, Jordan leaving yeah. the Bulls and eventually going to the Washington Wizards. And we both lived through that. And that may be mm. what happened with Brady in New England, because, of course, we know what happened with Jordan here or here in Chicago. I'm speaking as if we're still in Chicago, but we know what happened with win championships. Ding, ding, ding. That's exactly what happened with Jordan. Jerry fucking Krause. Uh, rest in peace, Crumbs. I know you're uh, wherever you are uh, in the afterworld and your ears are burning right now because someone else is talking about you, but that's exactly what happened with Jordan is that Krause and Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner, just basically were through with winning titles. They were just sick of winning championships. And of course I'm being facetious there, but they were uh, sick of the egos and the effort to keep a championship team together that was led by Michael Jordan and, and Scottie Pippen and uh, Dennis Rodman at that time. Um, and just dealing with that, they just would rather dismantle a team that had just won three fucking titles in a row yeah. and, and let Jordan for the, for the second three peat in a row um, and let Jordan and Pittman and Rodman wander away and do whatever they wanted to do. They'd rather do that than keep the core together and go for at least one more title. Uh, and Jordan clearly was not through playing basketball because he came back to have that awful stint with the Washington Wizards. But right. yeah, that's what happened there was the Eagles start trying to take credit for, for the titles and the, the players didn't win the titles, organizations win titles. Um, and, and that's exactly what happened. There. And I think that might be what happened. Something similar to that may have happened in New England with between Brady and Belichick, where yeah. Belichick is, is running that organization uh, 
like I said, like he runs it with everybody else. And when he sees somebody declining and, and thinks that uh, their best days are over and he just says, okay, I'm, I, I don't care how much of a legend Brady is. I'm running this ship. I'm running this organization. I am the captain here. Uh, and, and I'm going to make the decision that we don't need Tom Brady anymore. And, and he can go do whatever he wants to do. And I'm still just shocked at that. Not because I think Tom Brady is some great value that they had to hold on to as a player, because I think clearly if you have an objective view of Tom Brady's play, you know that he's not very good anymore. But just still, it's Tom Brady, and I would have thought that they would have done whatever they had to do to keep him around up there. And I think his personality is such that if you just showed him a little bit of love and respect in in, in that regard, then he would have stayed and taken probably less money than what Tampa has given him the 25 mil a year. Um, he, he probably would have stayed around for less, but I just think that Belichick decided to not give him that, that, that satisfaction and not give him that love and respect. And just, I think Belichick and, and, and the, in craft and the organization was just done with it. And I'm just surprised by that because that's, it's Tom Brady in New England. It's just so hard to imagine Tom Brady having a falling out with the New England Patriots. They're so synonymous together that that's that story about the six round pick uh, working his way up and, and becoming a legend is, is burned in all of our minds. We're, we're all sick of it, but it's just, <laughs> it's just, I can't even imagine seeing all those Mark, you know, those, those, those mock ads of Brady in a, in a Buccaneers uniform. It just doesn't look right at all. It's it's as no. ugly as no, as Willie Mays in a Met uniform. It's as ugly as that Jordan Wizards uniform. It's yeah. uh, the ug- You know what the ugliest of them all is, in my opinion. Do you remember Jerry Rice as a Seattle Seahawk? That yeah, I remember him as, as an Oakland as in as a Raider. He and was then so I productive remember, as a Raider. Yeah, I know. He went to a Super Bowl with the Raiders, didn't he? Uh, I think you're right. Was, uh, was with he Rich there Gannon? He... Right, right. He was on that um, team. Was, Tim, was it Tim Brown? And Tim Brown and, and Jerry Rice. Tim Brown yeah. and Jerry Rice with Rich Gannon. Um, so he was still productive at that point. But yeah. Seattle, he was he was so no. done. He was, no, it so was finished at that point. Yeah. And, and does anybody hold that against him? Does anybody hold... Joe Montana with the Chiefs, although Joe Montana was good with the Chiefs. He, he um, was productive with the Chiefs. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he was. Um, you know, Brett Favre with the Jets. With the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Although he had them one throw away from a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, from the Patriots side, though, this only goes two ways. We either find out that that offense completely collapses without the timing and precision of Brady, or we find out that all of these bust wide receivers really aren't trash <laughs> and they're actually pretty decent. They just had a quarterback who couldn't get them the football. Um, so it will be interesting to see, I, I, you know, there, at least there's, there's interest. I'm watching the bills and the dolphins now loading up. Like it, it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now you've got those two teams just completely gearing up for a big run. I don't think well, how many years have we talked about that? Anything, but I already told you I thought this was the Bills' division to lose, and now I'm even more certain that this is the Bills' division to lose. I, I, I honestly could see this being a Bills run away with it, and then the Dolphins and Patriots maybe. And the Jets, I don't, I don't trust the Jets at all. But 
you know, we'll see. I mean, it could be that they, the breakup just kills them both, just just like it did with Jordan and the Bulls, right? Organizations did not win championships. Oh Good players won championships. Yeah, you would think it would be obvious, but uh, obviously one person didn't think so. Um, but, yeah, this is what we've been talking about in the AFC East for all these years, that finally the Patriots yeah. – Spell gets oh, they're broken just and, waiting this out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this yeah, was all is. part of the ironic part was the 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 Dolphins tanking or appearing to tank early in this last season, and it turned out that their coach just wasn't going to let them go zero at sixteen, and they still had some players with some heart, um, and that they're the team that ended up sort of sticking that final dagger in the Patriots with that comeback win in week 17 to knock the Patriots out of that bye week to then get beat by the Titans. In the first round, right. In the first round. You you would think the Patriots would still lose uh, in the second round, even with the bye, because they were just hanging on by a thread anyway, uh, paper champions, as I called them all year. All year. But, but then again, we'll never know. We we don't know what would have happened if they had that bye week and, and been able to come out fresher. Uh, we'll never find out. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's still shocking just to think that Brady won't be there. Um, but, yeah, as far as the Buccaneers go, if, there, if, if there's anything at all left in Tom Brady, first of all, you I know you, you – believe his, his arm is a complete rag and I agree with that in general but you do have to admit it's a much better receiving core and therefore there's a chance that he's going to look a lot better and more successful than he has in New yeah. England all these years and, and it might be something where he doesn't have to try to air it out all game long to Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin and they added a, a, a free agent uh, receiver as well a real good one um, in uh, in the uh, who did they add? Uh, can't think of who they, they – they added a, a good free agent wide receiver. So there's a there's a threesome down there. But uh, he doesn't have to try to go bombs away all game. He, he just has to have like one or two big throws and hope that Mike Evans can go down and, and, and outfight whoever for, for that ball or even just draw that, that flag and get that pass interference if, if that's what it takes. Uh, but if he's got that one, if he's got that one or two big bombs in him uh, a game, uh, that might be enough. And, and from there, just work with the guys and get that dink and dunk thing going that he had in New England and and just kind of piece it together from there. It, it's possible that it's going to work, like, swimmingly. Uh, and, and Bruce Arians is very smart, and he can put together game plans and, and figure out Brady's strengths, whatever they might be at this point, and, and weaknesses and try to hide those weaknesses um, I'm eight and eight is, is fine as a prediction, but you do have to admit it might go much better than that. It, it could be 11 and five. I don't want to say it will be, but it, it might actually be a big time success if they can get their timing together. Yeah. And like I said, I'm, I'm the reason I'm not sold is just the step up in class that they're going, that, that, that NFC South is, that's a good division. Um, you know, it's one of what, – what, what was the uh, statistic? It's one of only two divisions in football that has sent every team in the division to the Super Bowl in the last 20 years. Wow. I mean, every team within the last 20 years, every team, Panthers, Falcons, Saints, and uh, 
Panthers, Falcons, Saints. Who am I missing? In the it's uh, off season. A Bucks. Nah. <laughs> um, have all been the and Super Bowl. They've all been to the Super Bowl. Um, I think there's only one other division in football that can claim that. Maybe two, but you know the Patriots. I believe in the last 20 years are were the only team from their division to go right. to a Super Bowl. So I, I'm just looking at you know. I, I don't think it's going to be you, – you can't look at the Patriots' schedule like you used to four or five years ago and say they're going 5-1 and one in the division. Well, that's that's true. Um, I mean, that's probably they, – they could easily go 3-3 three and three or 2-4 and four, um, in that division. Um, every, every team in that division is a tough out. Even the Panthers can be a tough out. Uh, the Panthers were a tough out with – bum quarterbacks. I mean, they they signed Teddy Bridgewater. I guess they think he's the answer. Um, but with Christian McCaffrey and a good defense, yeah, I mean, it's Atlanta's offense is loaded. The Saints' offense is loaded. Um, it, it'll be it'll be compelling watching Brady play those teams six times. I don't think it's a a shoe in that this is going to go really well for, for Tampa. That's why I'm tempering my expectations for them. Yeah, not, not as you in, but uh, I think there's, there's potential. Um, what would be the other there, – there's a lot of names that changed, uh, yeah. changed places, not just uh, free agency, but uh, trades being made as well. Um, so, so what stood out to you in this uh, flurry of, of activity in the last week and a half? It was crazy. I mean, I can definitely tell you that. I mean, you're watching and big names too. Mm-hmm. So you're actually seeing, you know, like, and, and, or at least long-standing names. Like, is Philip Rivers going to the Colts a big deal? Eh, probably not. But that's another gets, kind of surprising move. Yeah, that you just—he's so, so synonymous with the Chargers. Right, and now he's going to be playing for the Colts. Okay, we'll see what Frank Wright can get out of him. Um, I thought they were sold on Jacoby Brissett. Uh, guess not. Although they Apparently kept not. Him. They kept him. Which is... well, for now. <laughs> Even Yeah, for now. Um, I'm sure they could dangle him on a, in, in front of no studio audience um, at the draft <laughs> and see what they go there. I, I talked about the Dolphins and the Bills both making some nice signings. Um, I haven't seen... Uh, did your Bears, did they replace Trubisky? Did I see, it's just so I much happening. kind of hope Nick Foles is not a replacement for Trubisky because is he, he's is so he there uninspiring. To, is he there to push Trubisky? Yeah, he, there is, is sort of Trubisky insurance. And, uh, and to sort he's of the push Ryan him along. Tannehill. He's this year's Ryan Tannehill. And if Bisky starts off slow, then he might exactly. be Marcus Mariota. And, Correct. And get so benched. we'll be – I have a feeling we'll be talking about the Bears the same way we talked about the Titans last year, which was Trubisky starts with the job, the lease is short, and if he falls on his face and doesn't improve, Foles comes in and maybe Foles is the stopgap. But Tannehill actually turned that into a nice deal. I have zero confidence that Foles is going to step in and do what Brian Tannehill did in Tennessee last year. That's what my 
uh, hesitation on that whole deal is. Nick Foles is not turning around 30 times a game and putting the ball in the belly of Derrick Henry. He's also not throwing to a couple of stud wide receivers on the outside either. Yes, that is I, I have to say I traded for AJ Brown and Madden. <laughs> that's that's a good deal. Yeah. So when you have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and AJ Brown in the <laughs> slot, you're doing all right. Yeah, that's that's, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm uh my bears are kind of making me feel that uh Ryan Paces is sort of on his last legs, because some of these moves that he's making, he, he brings in Jimmy Graham, the the, the shell of Jimmy Graham, um, of course, trades for Nick Foles. Um, I, I really don't have any confidence in, in Foles as, as someone put the, you know, to push uh, Trubisky into being better. Trubisky just needs to be better. It is not about having competition. It's about Trubisky needs to find out how to be a, a consistent NFL quarterback, and he hasn't figured that out yet. Um, they give $70 million to Robert Quinn, who's uh, – I like him a lot, but he's 30 now, so I don't know how far that's going to go. Um, and I just uh, – I, I don't have a good feeling overall about where, where Chicago's going because um, if, if Trubisky does falter and, uh, and Foles does take over, where are you still? What are you doing? What are you – You're drafting he's a still, quarterback next year. But he still doesn't really have the the weaponry. He's still throwing to Allen Robinson and guys, and I I just don't <laughs> I don't know who's going to be able to to take that organization and, and elevate it to the to the next level. So uh, it feels like a make or break year for for that whole regime this year. And I'm not rooting for break, but I'm kind of leaning towards predictive if if that makes sense. Yeah, because you got to still figure that that's the third best team in the division. I mean, you got the Packers and the Vikings sort of uh, ahead of them right now. And the Lions are just a mess. The Lions are just trash. Yeah, so. The Lions are the Lions. Have you seen all of the people coming out and calling Ass Clown an Ass Clown? <laughs> hey, you're on it first. Boom. <laughs> if somebody would say Ass Clown, I want residuals. <laughs> You need to get that printed and then put that on a T-shirt or something. You claim the you're, you're the Hashtag first one. Ass clown. Yes, and then I tacked on the uh, the part about the pencil behind his ear. Uh, so but we we need that. That's a separate one. The ass clown with a pencil yeah. behind his ear. Um, but so yeah, Brady was the the big one. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater to Carolina. We talked about that briefly. Um, obviously signaling the end of Cam Newton there, and he has not right. uh, found found his landing place yet from, from that move, and Jameis Winston is also still sitting out there in limbo. Boy, since, you know, we don't have the female moderator, that would just make this perfect. Because then we could do uh, <laughs> black guy, white something. guy, female moderator. I'm telling you, if we ever yeah. got a show, that would be the name of the show. <laughs> I want to tell you about what oh. I feel about Jameis and Cam Newton. No, and I want to ask you an even better question. I want to ask you an even better question. This is this is your embrace debate question of the show. Oh, who would you rather have? Oh, toss up. Who, who would you rather have a quarterback, Cam Newton or Jameis Winston? Um, that slam dunk uh, Cam. If I know how healthy <laughs> he is. 
exactly. That's, that's, that's the why big I'm taking Jameis Winston. <laughs> Dude just got LASIK. <laughs> oh, there you go. He's he's ready. He's gonna be now. He's, he's got the the wild uh, eye surgery. He's gonna be ready. Yeah. I mean, even if he gets down, even if he just cuts his picks in half, just get down to fifteen. <laughs> Uh, you you uh, made the call to have me ready for when we talked about Jameis uh, when the season started. But first of all, who knows when the season is going to start? And second of all, you brought him up here and you brought up the LASIK, so I might as well hit you with this right now for uh, for, for Jameis Winston. Oh. So congratulations to Jameis Winston, who's now the new wild thing uh, of the NFL. Got the big <laughs> glasses and and coming I out. Did and you call don't know, that one. yeah, you, you don't know where the ball's going, but you, you know it's going to get there fast. Jameis Winston, the new wild thing. So good on him. Uh, um, yeah. No, I, Cam is is a complete quarterback, a former league MVP. I yeah. mean that that's that it's obviously uh, for that toss up to me. It's obviously Cam if he's going to be Cam again. What no one knows is will he ever be Cam again? That's that's the big question there. Um, I probably boy, I, I was about to say I probably take the chance on Cam anyway, even not knowing. But I can't say that. I can't say that I would take the chance not knowing how healthy he is. I I, I would have to know. But right. if he's if he's cleared and he's got the work ethic and, he, and it looks like he's going to be something close to Cam, then I have to go with Cam because Jameis is such a wild card. I mean, Cam has turned into a bigger, stronger Marcus Mariota, and that's my problem with Cam Newton is he can't run anymore because he's going to get his head taken off because he doesn't have that ability to not compete for every yard, and he can't throw because his arm's falling off. Yeah, if he could avoid the big hit, that would yeah. certainly so, make you know, feel Cam, better about So, if Cam Newton can succeed, if he tries to be more like Ben Roethlisberger, right? Just be the right. big dude back there that nobody can bring down and use the mobility back in the – but don't just you, – you're not Lamar Jackson. He's the original Superman. He was making the the the, yeah. the, the symbol with you know taking the shirt and uh-huh. revealing the, the the emblem underneath because that's how he played. And yeah, that's the question: Can he play like that again and and stay upright? And the answer is no, probably not. He, he probably needs to curtail his his play uh, significantly just to stay on the field. And when he curtails his play like that, then how much of Cam is lost? How, what are you left with at that point? So right. yeah, it's it's a question. It's definitely a question mark about Cam Newton, but Jameis at this point is just, and I, and I'm a fan of his. I I understand your point about he's made he makes a lot of plays. He also gives away a lot of plays. He does. You know, to go thirty thirty, you got to have thirty on each side. You got to pay attention to the touchdowns as well as the interceptions. So I, I get that part. There, there's obviously talent there. And there's obviously chances to win games with that arm. Uh, that you wouldn't that uh, he, he'll win some games that that Trubisky just couldn't just just to throw a, uh, an example out there. So I understand the talent there, but he's such a space cadet. He's just some of those throws. You remember that you 
he would make he, some of those throws he would make and you literally your mouth would drop like what did you just do yeah. why did you just throw that ball there dude was right there in front of you he's not wearing your jersey how did you not know that so i i wouldn't have a stomach for james winston myself all right interesting I'm taking the younger, healthier, moldable. He reminds me of Favre before Michael Ingram. Hmm. Okay. We had the same sort of like gunslinger throws the ball. You know, you like you you made a lot of those like what plays? Like what are you doing? Um, a lot of the no, 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 yes, yes, yes plays as well. Right. You know so. I just think Cam's falling apart. He's the car at the end of the Blues Brothers. I think I've made that analogy before on this show. He's pulling up to Daly Center, and then everything just falls off. Arms fall off, legs fall off, just done. So speaking of falling apart, um, your your guy, your favorite uh, coach GM in the world, Bill (laughs) O'Brien. I don't think this is my guy. It's it's your guy. You love him. Sending New Hopkins uh, away oh, to the your, to Arizona. Yeah, um, like not just your best playmaker, but yeah, for nothing. Objectively, one of the best fucking receivers in the game, and you just got rid of him for a draft pick. What and a fuck? running back who's falling apart. And I don't even count David Johnson because he's even more busted <laughs> David up and Johnson broken. Just the salary dump was that all he was? Right, but you don't trade one of the three best receivers in football for a salary dump. What, like, what are you doing? Right. Yeah, I mean it's Julio, and it's, it's Julio. For me, it's Julio yeah. can't guard Mike and Nuke, and and I don't care sure. what order you put it in. And honestly, I would, I would, I would put him in. I would go Julio, then DeAndre Hopkins, and then um, Mike Thomas. Just from the simple fact that Mike Thomas has had Drew Brees throwing to him, and DeAndre Hopkins has made awful quarterbacks look really good. There's no, there's no denying that. That, that's for sure. Like, have you flipped those two? Do you, or do we have the same production? And my answer is no. You have, I mean, if DeAndre Hopkins was playing with Drew Brees, holy oh. shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a 2,000-yard season, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. And if if Mike Thomas was playing with some of the also-rans that they've run out there before Deshaun Watson came to town, mm, mm, I don't know. So that's why I make that's how I make my case. Yeah, I'm, I'm not arguing case. that. <laughs> defense rests. <Okay. laughs> I, I have no argument for those three in any order anyone wants to put. Okay. No argument Julio about. Julio Jones is probably going to go down as an all timer. But but my point is, you look at that team and what they accomplish. There's so many games that they win only because of what Deshaun Watson yeah. and New Cockett new copies are able to do uh, in the face of defenses playing bracket coverage and sometimes triple coverage on DeAndre Hopkins. And they still make plays. And some, some games that's the only plays they, they can make. 
eh, let's give him away for a running back that's completely broken down and then a draft pick. What? That, I'm sorry. That's one of the dumbest trades I've ever seen, ever. That that was just my, – my, my mouth just completely dropped. Um, now I they understand come back. if you want to run the guy out of town. I, want, I understand if you don't like him and there's a personality. Get more. I'm sure somebody would have ponied up more than what the Cardinals offered for DeAndre Hopkins. And as far as I'm glad you brought that up, the the personality clash or the supposed um, supposed this it, is all this is the first I have heard any negative about DeAndre Hopkins. I don't exactly, pay a lot of attention to that, but this is the first. This hasn't been on our radar at all. That's exactly the point I was about to make, Jason. Is I've never heard any bad thing at all about the guy. I've heard that he's a, a great guy, a great kid. I've heard stories about his, his mother and, and uh, he gives his yeah. uh, touchdowns to his mother in the stands every time he scores. And uh, and the story that she went through, which was actually on, uh, I think uh, ESPN uh, E60 or something like that. And, and the horrific story of, of how she became blinded. Uh, but, but yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say is these allegations that Bill O'Brien had some sort of issue with new Hopkins being a, a locker room lawyer and dominating um, the other players in there and having baby mama drama and stuff like yeah. that. Um, I've never heard anything about that. And more so my point being in this day and age with, with social media and, and everything, if the, if the guy is that much of a problem, we'd have heard about it by now because you can't really keep secrets now yeah. anymore. Somebody would have, some player would have told a reporter uh, on background who would have then tweeted about it. And then I'm, an anonymous source tells yeah, me Yeah, we have DeAndre corroboration is, by now, right? Yeah, a, a couple of players uh, have told me anonymously that DeAndre Hopkins was a, a was a problem, was a diva, the was this, was that. Cancer. Yeah, we would we'd have heard about all this stuff uh, before now, and it's been the opposite. We've actually heard that he's a great kid and 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 yeah. hasn't had any issues. So yeah, that I'm not believing any of that crap at all. And, and I, I think that's Bill just O'Brien, Bill O'Brien yeah, being. It, incompetent and, and trying to justify a terrible trade by starting some, some rumors that, that are really unfounded. And, and uh, he, he, that's just, he seems like the worst executive right now in football. With an ultra talented team that he right. now has a little less talent on a lot less talent. on. Um, not only that, you know, you talk about this day and age, you can't handle players having baby mama drama. You're going to have about 18 players on your team. <laughs> you better be prepared to go I don't like you having ways. baby mamas around. I mean, that's like half your locker room, probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're Just right. Saying. Just saying. No, yeah. you're absolutely right about that. Um, and, and, and if they are baby mamas or, or married to him, either way, the mother yeah. of your child, if it's your wife, what are you What are you saying anyway? If you got problems with somebody's uh, family trying to, to be around and stay close, it, it's family. How do you have a problem with somebody trying to keep yeah. family uh, close to them? Would you rather them have people that aren't related and gangsters and stuff who, like that? And, who was the guy on the White Sox who basically got run run out of town because they couldn't handle his kid in the locker room? Uh, recently, in in the last yeah, in the last decade. Yeah. Um, it, it was uh, it wasn't Adam Eaton, but Adam Eaton was talking about how the kid was like a locker room leader, and he's like a fourteen year old punk. Um, <laughs> God, what the hell was that? I know but this is what 
it reminds me of. No, I, I, but, I hear But even you. that had corroboration. Right. That was uh, documented, yes. I just wish I could remember um, who the player was. He was a he was a redneck idiot who had his kid around in in, in uniform as if he's part of the team, um, and he had another moron at him eating backing him up and and corroborating everything. Um, you know, I know exactly the story you're talking about. It's too late in the evening for me to remember the guy's uh, name, but it, it, but I know exactly the story that you're, that you're talking about. I'm gonna um, I just I'm gonna find this quick. Adam yeah, Roche. There you go. He retired because the White Sox didn't want his kid in the locker room all the time. First thing that came up, literally, <laughs> the first thing that comes up when you type in, all I did was type in White Sox player kid in locker room. <laughs> it literally okay. comes up. It just has in a big box, Adam LaRoche retired because the White Sox didn't want his kid in the locker room all the time. There you go. No, but there's was, articles, uh... right? There's articles, mm-hmm. there's corroboration, there's quotes. There's... All we have with this DeAndre Hopkins thing is Bill O'Brien trying to basically yes. like explain away why he made an idiotic trade. Justifying one uh, <clears throat> one guy trying to justify it and having nobody else uh, back him up and, and say, yeah, were you, yeah. Were you, the one, were you the one who posted the, the, the meme that had gone out there where somebody tried to make that trade in Madden? And Madden said no. And it got, it got declined. If you put in that exact trade of uh, whatever, whatever it was, uh, yeah. Duke and a four for David, for David Johnson J- and yeah. a two, yeah. uh, Madden said uh, no. That, yeah. that's, that's, no. No, 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 no. no. The, the Houston Texans are not interested in this trade. Make a better offer. Now <laughs> – When the video game is rejected, uh, you couldn't even get a one. You couldn't even get a one. And like the next game, uh, that isn't nearly on his level got traded for a one. I don't remember who that was, but like right after that, somebody else made a much better deal. Oh, who who went to Buffalo? Um. Oh Christ! You can tell. Rude. You can tell we're in the middle of a, like a sports. <laughs> Wasteland exactly. right now, and and it's late, and we're just completely Stephon not prepared. Diggs. Was was that for a one? Ah. I think I, I think I think the Vikings got a one for for Stephon Diggs. And, and and the thing is, is they got exactly what they needed, right? Yes, the Bills got a, uh, a number one receiver that they've needed all this time. Yes, they did receive a. Wait a minute. Uh, a first the, the, round here's pick. what the Bills here's what the Bills gave them. A one, a five, a six, and a four in twenty twenty one. Right. For Stephon Diggs, who as much yeah. as I like and him, is not pick. is not DeAndre Hopkins. No, he's good. Right. I like him a lot. He is he's real good. He's not DeAndre fucking Hopkins. No. no. And oh you God. know, and it, I don't know what the I don't know what the Bills other moves are like, but you, I am assuming that the other two receivers are still there. It, it, I don't know if John Brown and Cole Beasley are still there, but if you're uh, adding Stefan Diggs to those two, now you're potent. Mm-hmm. They, they've, they've needed that. They, they, they needed a, a, a one uh, and that's what they, that's what they needed. And that's what they got. Uh, but good God, the, that just makes it even worse when you think about the DeAndre Hopkins deal is that like yeah. the next day 
The Vikings get a one for Stephon Diggs. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I mean it's right there for for Buffalo. I, I'm all on. I'm all in on Buffalo this year. Yeah. Uh, Beasley and Brown are both under contract. Yep. Buffalo Bills depth chart. They're, they're still there. And they signed Josh Norman, which they just don't need. And just because. He might be good again. Let's take a chance. Well, he'll be he good be. because the reason Josh see the reason I like that that's kind of a shrewd move. They already have Tre'Davious White, so they don't need. Nobody's bringing Josh Norman in to be the guy. Okay, I like, so I like if that bringing, point. If you're bringing Josh Norman in to cover the other team's third best receiver, he's better than the other team's third best receiver. Okay. Um, no, that's that's a good point. The reason I didn't like it necessarily is because I think Josh Norman is a clear example of one of those guys who busted his ass to be the best uh, until he could get that big free agent contract, and then just okay, yeah. I'm retired now. He's he's on the field, <laughs> but he's basically retired already. He's sure. he's one of those. So okay. Um, it, it, but it's low risk bringing him in. I do. Uh, I, I admit that point, and it's also a good point that he's not going to be relied on to be the shutdown corner anymore because they they already have a shutdown they have corner. That. Yeah, they have that guy. So instead of getting burned for uh, touchdowns by the other team's number one receiver constantly, like he was with Washington, uh, he'll just get burned for twenty and thirty yard receptions by the team's slot receiver, which is less. Uh, damaging, so I, I understand that. But he, he's still sure. finished. He's still retired. <laughs> right, but he, but if you need him to just go out there and cover up a slot, he can do that. And he's and he's he can he's better. Sure, don't you think he can cover a slot? <laughs> he can if he wants to. He could if he decided to. Yeah, yeah, heavily uh. incentive laden contract. So I bet you he has a good year. Hmm. Well, we'll it's low risk, so I, I understand. Yeah. So no, I, I'm 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 all in on the. Uh, I would fully expect the Bills to draft a tight end. That that's that missing piece. That's the last piece. The Josh Josh Allen can have those weapons, but he still doesn't have that that safety blanket. You know, he doesn't have that big target when he starts scrambling around, just waving his arms, going, "I'm wide open." He doesn't have that guy yet. That's all. I, right. I think that's what they need. I, I, I'm all in on the Bills right now. Well, they they might have it between uh, Smoke Brown and, and Stephon Diggs if they both go on on go patterns. Uh, I don't know if there's well, they might be waving has... their arms forty yards downfield. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if any team yeah. has a, a a pair of cornerbacks that can cover both of them. You might cover one, but not both. Yeah, especially uh, so if that, you have that... a quarterback who can break contain. Right. isn't just looking to run. That's the issue. That's what remains to be seen on Josh Allen is, is he going to break contain and look to stick the dagger in your heart, or is he going to break contain and just run around and get killed? Well, that's the difference. Uh, if he wants to run around and get killed, he'll, he'll still be a project. But if he wants to stay back there and play quarterback, then – uh, that's the that's the if he stays back there and plays quarterback for all four quarters in Houston, then they they win that game easily. So he he still got yeah. some growing to do. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at your Bears. I uh, looked at I'm looking right oh. now at all their signings. Eh, yeah, Ugh. yeah. I'm not yeah, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is going from Aaron Rodgers to the Bears. 
But but but, it, but it's, either way, it's Jimmy Graham. I, I don't think he's worth even take, take uh, taking the flyer on. I, I think he's he's finished. He's, his best days are way behind him. And the fact that they go out and and determine that they need to send money his way and and lock him up and give him a no trade clause and all that. And it's like, what? Why? Why? Why do you have to go out and and get him? Isn't there so many other things that you need to address on your team? They still need receivers. I'm sorry, they they still don't to me have enough targets to even let Trubisky develop into a, a decent quarterback because he's he's doing so he's got so little to work with to me. Right. Uh, they they really need to they maybe they needed to be the one to deal draft picks for Stephon Diggs or, or DeAndre Hopkins if they if they knew you could have DeAndre Hopkins for a two. I think they would have done it. At least I hope I they would have. Like, call around? Be like, oh, wait, can I stop I think just about every team in the league looked at that trade and said, oh, my God, that's all it took? What? Somebody oh called up God. the Bears right now. If you're the Bears front office, they're like, yeah, we'll give you Stephon Diggs for a two, a five, and a six. Okay. <laughs> all righty. That sounds like a deal. What else? What is? What else is Pace going to do with those draft picks? I mean, he, actually, that was a one. Was that a two of five? Well, that was a one of five and a six. The, the the Diggs deal was a one of five and a six. Yeah. No, but I'm talking about if, if oh, they knew Hopkins they could get for, Luke yeah, for a Hopkins two. Hopkins for a two. Hopkins for a two. I mean, if the Bears and were a, smart, they'd have been. We'll give you a one. Hopkins for a two and a broken down running back. The Bears have broken down running backs too. They can do yeah, that. The Bears. The Bears could have just said keep the running back and just give us a one. Yeah, don't even. But well, but that might have been we'll part of the one. deal on. Yeah, I might. I don't know if that was part of the deal I, on Arizona's yeah. part. Is they said you have to take this broken down running back in his contract. Uh, yes, that's a salary the, dump. Yeah. So speaking of running backs, your Falcons uh, go and get Todd Gurley. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I thought you'd be much more excited about that, but okay. I, I like the deal. I, I think that you're talking about a risk that's worth taking. Todd Gurley is a, could be yeah, the best all-around back in the league if he's if he's motivated. Yeah, it, it's a one-year deal. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's a proven. Not, deal. It's it's not heavily incentive laden. He's a big-time injury risk. We don't. He's falling apart before our eyes. But what he brings, pass receiving running back, I mean, one of the best in football, and Matt Ryan will absolutely love um, having that, especially now that they've moved on from Devontae Freeman. I have a feeling you're still going to end up seeing a lot of, he's going to end up sharing a lot of time with, with Ido Smith, I believe, is the next guy who was after um, Freeman on the depth chart, which is probably one of the reasons why they brought in Todd Gurley. Um I, if Gurley plays ten games, I'll be sh- shocked. <laughs> I think he'll he'll play uh, all the games or close to all the games. What he won't do yeah. is get more than like ten carries. Um, they're gonna yeah. uh, still be a very very pass heavy offense and, and just mix him in, you know, with occasional runs and, and catching the ball out of the backfield. So what uh, what I yeah did find interesting was them essentially trading Austin Hooper for Hayden Hurst. Right. Because Hooper leaves by free agency and the Falcons immediately turn around and trade uh, for Hayden Hurst, who I like. So 
That's yep. still a loaded. That's still a loaded offense. I mean, my God. Oh yeah. It, it's still that team is offensively set to score a lot of points, but are what are we you know, defensively? I think has always been the problem. They moved on from Vic Beasley. They brought in Dante Fowler. Um, that was their defensive move. So we'll see. A lot of money. Yeah, so we'll see. Well, they just, you know, that they, they just, they str- that defense is so loaded and it can't stay on the field. Just can't stay healthy. And in the second half of last season, they changed up the defensive coordinator. They, they took away the defensive play calls from Dan Quinn. They, it was a Raheem Morris took over. Radio Raheem. And they got, you know, and everyone's going, oh, they got Raheem Morris. And he took, no, what happened was, very quietly, a lot of those hurt guys started coming back. <laughs> right. And then they go on that crazy run in the second half of the season. And then, I mean, they beat, what, they beat the Niners. Uh, I mean, that was, they beat the Saints. They, they whooped them both. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they whooped the Saints and they beat the Niners at the very end. But still, that was the two teams, I believe, in the NFC title game. That was. No. no that was. No, Julio Saints Jones got lost. Saints catch, lost uh, to the Vikings. Saints lost to the Vikings. Oh yeah, in the first round. That was, yeah, that that's was right. We all forget about that. See, yeah. getting back into the road, it's hard. But still, <laughs> they whooped up on some good teams in the back half of the season after that. We had left them for dead. We actually had to rescind a mail it in team award <laughs> for the first time ever. And so, which team are we going to get next year? Right? Are we going to get the one and seven Falcons? Or are we going to get the team that went six and two down the stretch? We'll see. Yeah, no telling, no telling at this point. You know, and, you know, they're obviously thinking that Fowler is going to be an upgrade over Beasley, which I would have to agree with. Um, you know, Tack McKinley, I believe, is still there. So a lot of a lot of untapped potential on that front line. Grady Jarrett should still be there. They, I, I'm still fuzzy, but I believe he's still there. I thought he signed a big deal, too, uh, a year or two ago. So, yeah, but that, that. in that back end, just can't stay on the field. So many you know? injuries with the with the defensive yeah. backs. Yeah, Ricardo Allen, Demonte Casey, Keanu Neal. I will tell you, Keanu Neal hits as hard on Madden as he does in real life. <laughs> Keanu Neal hits people in Madden, and every third time he does it, it's a fumble. <laughs> yeah, that, he's that, a fumble that, generating machine. Great video game team. We've seen that many times over the years. Yeah. Teams that you put that talent uh, in optimal <clears throat> position on a on a video game where you don't have to worry about injuries or or uh, guys who don't try all the time. You just go straight talent, just pure talent. It's like, oh wow, this, man, that's a hell of a team right there. I wonder what they'll do in real life. Uh, the Buccaneers. That's another reason. That's sort of low key why I think they also might be successful is that that defense um, doesn't show up every Sunday in real life. But if you take the talent and put it on a video game, it's like, Oh shit, look at all these guys. Look at Levante David tackling machine. And uh, they, they got some real talent on that defense. And if they can put that together, uh, that's sort of a, a low key factor to the Buccaneers this year is uh, I, I'm, I'm talking myself. I think I'm talking myself into taking them as a playoff team, uh, because they have so many pieces that if everything goes right, they can really uh, do some damage. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of liking that 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 Brady move. As crazy as it sounded, uh, I, I think it's worth the risk. 
one thing you know he's not going to do is give you 30 interceptions. He might not give you 30 touchdowns anymore, but he's not going to give you 30 picks. No, he definitely he definitely will not throw 30. If there's a safer bet out there, Tom Brady will not throw 30 picks. <laughs> yeah, Trufant went to the to the Lions. All those guys that went to Detroit, uh, all those Patriots and uh, – Detroit made a lot of free agent signings uh, once the free agency period started. Um, So we'll see how all of those work out. Jamie Collins, the aforementioned Jamie Collins, uh, went up there with with Asclown. Asclown's trying to put together uh, uh, the the, the 2015 Patriots, it looks like. Uh, We'll see how that works for him. Um, But, yeah, there's there's a flurry of moves, and there's a lot of moves uh, still to be made because there's – Guys, like we said, uh, Jameis Winston and, and Cam and um, certain other top-notch players that have not been signed yet uh, that are still out there. So, not quite over yet. Ah, oh, it's been yeah, crazy. We got a little football talk in there. Well, that's good. I mean, it's like a little – at least it's a little island of, like, normal life, Right. It's, it's the only it's the only thing sports wise that we can talk about. We can't talk about baseball coming up because we don't know when the hell they're gonna play. Yeah, I mean it's literally the last thread. You know, it's the string that we're holding on to before the whole thing mm-hmm. unravels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before this much. becomes a show about life hacks. <laughs> um, I did have uh, three my my th- three stories uh, concerning the whole coronavirus deal that had come up uh, that I wanted to sort of ask your opinions on, Uh, you know, nothing too elaborate, but just kind of quick hit uh, the three things that jumped out to me like, Whoa, okay. We're really in a, in a weird, weird time of, of, of history right now. Um, Of course, the uh, story about the guy here in Tennessee, I don't think uh, anywhere near, Memphis, I think they're over in, in Chattanooga. Yeah. But uh, the, the the guys that brought up all the hand sanitizer and was trying to mark it up and sell it on, on Amazon, yeah. and Amazon basically shut them down and said, okay, that's, that's enough of that. And so the guys, uh, let's see, Noah and Matt Colvin were their names. And the mm-hmm. story was in the New York Times on March 15th, uh, written by Jack Nickus. And he uh, talked about that they – went on a 1,300-mile trip across Tennessee, went into Kentucky, um, hitting all these Walmarts and Dollar Trees and Home Depot and Staples and cleaning out all their hand sanitizer on March the 1st. And and it worked because before Amazon shut them down, they were sending these bottles out on Amazon for uh, as much as $70. These little yeah. bottles that that they bought for a dollar each or two dollars or something like that, and they, they won't say how much they made, but they made a lot of money off of it, and they were going to make a lot more except uh, Amazon shut them down, and uh, then they wound up sitting on seventeen thousand seven hundred bottles of hand sanitizer, yeah, and they weren't they weren't able to to sell them off for for the for the big time game that they wanted to, they wound up uh, donating them uh, to, to people that needed them a lot more than they did. So I don't know if you had an, an opinion on, on that story. Did you think uh, Amazon should have shut it down? Do you yes. think they were in the <laughs> Okay. 
no, these guys are douchebags. I mean, right? I mean, <laughs> now, with that being said, I want to know who the idiot is paying $70 for a bottle of hand sanitizer. <laughs> I don't know. When it's just wash your hands, just wash your damn hands. That's a great point. Um, in 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 the story, there's a bullet. Maybe that might answer uh, that question for you. Michaela Kozlowski, a nurse in Dudley, Massachusetts, had been searching for hand sanitizer since before she gave birth to her first child on March 5th. When she searched stores, which were sold out, she skipped getting gas while well, having uh, to handle the gas pump. And when she checked Amazon, she couldn't find anything for less than $50. So that might answer who would be looking Damn. for, say, somebody who just gave birth who's really, really trying to avoid germs because they have a newborn. Um, maybe people who are extreme germaphobes who were kind of panicking over what was happening. So I, there's people out there, I guess, that would would say, oh, my God, I have to have hand sanitizer right now, and I'll pay $50, $70, $80 for it. Um, we wouldn't do that because that's crazy. No. But no. but there are people who would. Uh, I would figure out a way to just make my own at that point. Yeah, that's what your your wife is doing a little bit. That's and right. that's what my wife has started doing uh, tonight, actually. Uh, she's... Uh, found some formula where she can take some rubbing alcohol and some, I think, aloe vera and, and mix it together. Yeah. So Or hydrogen per Just watch out because there's a lot of, like, bad combos out there. So don't turn. Yeah. Don't all of a sudden, like, melt all the skin off your hands. That would not be good. That That's not something yeah. you want to do. Uh, um, also, so yeah. I've learned that you just don't want to believe everything that you see on Facebook. <laughs> I, my favorite one was the one about gargling. Like salt yeah. water, like you can yeah, just we... kill the coronavirus if you just gargle <laughs> some salt water. I'm like, wait a minute, that seems like a a free solution. That seems like something that everyone like, would do. That's, it. that's all it takes. And we wouldn't have a a, a, we, a situation where we'd have why to be are we locked down. down the whole country. <laughs> right. Salt water. Yeah. Yeah. If you stop and uh, think for one second. Uh, yeah, these these home remedies. No, that's not the answer. Because if it was, everyone that would was be doing. One, that was the one I saw. That I was like, oh my god! And then you know, because it's on Facebook, and, and it must unfortunately, be true. somebody who I may know may have reposted that. That's that what blew me away. Was I saw it online? I, it must be true. I saw it like two or three people who don't know each other who are who are my yeah. Facebook friends are posting it and I'm like okay I can't yeah. I can't educate everybody I can't go around to every yeah. one of these and, and tell you that you're wrong and bring Those up the, the links same. to show you that you're wrong I will almost guarantee you if you go back and you see the people who posted that were the same people who believed the thing about the broom standing upright because of Earth's gravity <laughs> with the moon being all in alignment and that's the only probably the only day and my wife's telling me this one, and I was just like, you know, how is that even possible? The Earth is – we are hurtling through space <laughs> and spinning. Those are also the same people who – object that is also spinning yeah. through space. <laughs> but, but this and, is the day. But it was online. So it had to be true. It had to be true. 
No, those no. Are the, those are also the people who tell you don't follow, don't let, don't friend so and so from Africa. It, it, that'll be a, it's a hacker. Um, yeah, I, I can, oh. I can go. You know, eventually, I, I have to stop going to uh, reputable sites and finding these uh, articles that that debunk all of these things because I start to get like backlash from the people posting them when I, when I try to post the correct information and let them know this is wrong and dangerous. Uh, sometimes they come back and say, okay, I thank you. I appreciate that. But other times they, they come back with something. Somebody posted something that was along yeah. those same lines. It was uh, some sort of solution to the pro- to a health problem and it was yeah. wrong and dangerous. See, cause and I'll be told them so. I'll be the guy who once I've hopefully lived through all this, Hopefully we've all lived through this and whatever the final toll ends up being, but we've heard it's, you know, it's not going to be a low number, right? No. And whatever the final toll is, I'd be the guy who posts to the art, like links to the article on Facebook or Twitter with like what the final toll is. However, many thousands of people are going to die of this or tens of thousands of people could die from this. And or more, who knows? Like there's already like fifteen thousand, I think, worldwide. But again, with a planet with seven billion people, fifteen thousand is a very tiny number. But still, a lot of people. And I'll be the guy who will post like, "Wait, you mean the gargling the salt water didn't work?" <laughs> That's what I would post. I'm that guy. And you'd be within your right because some of this stuff is just like so stupid. Like, how can you? <laughs> How can you people oh. believe some of this? Oh, all right, we got three minutes before we get uh, two minutes before we get sniper. You said you had another story you wanted me to comment on. Oh my god, I did not realize we were that close to, to the end. Yeah, um, the, the other couple of stories Kings about of Don Sequitur. No kidding. Um, that were my favorites were the one about the teenager in England who got suspended from school for selling squirts of hand sanitizer to his friends. I didn't hear that and, one. Oh, yeah, and I was shocked because that's so, like, I first thought it was in America, and I was like, how can like you put your... It wasn't hand sanitizer. <laughs> I was like, how can you punish someone for being a, a capitalist in a cutthroat capitalist society? That's just, it wasn't I mean... face cream either. Don't believe what they're telling you. You know... <laughs> Uh, but that was just that made me laugh because it's, the the kid is clearly you know being kind of smart in a situation and, and making a little extra change and, and they're punishing him for something that if he did it as if he was a corporation and did something like that it'd be business as yeah. usual. You know? It's also England, a little different place. Right. Yeah. Just a little, I thought it was here at first, um, and then the uh, New York, the state of New York, who decided to combat hand sanitizer shortage by enlisting uh, thousands of prisoners uh, to produce 100,000 gallons of hand sanitizer uh, in prison for no money at all. And like, okay, now that's what I'm talking about. That's how you make money off of a pandemic is you just go to prisons and say, okay, all you guys that we don't care about anyway, go ahead and, and make this hand sanitizer for free and you're not going to get a cut of it and, and we're going to make all the money. That's America. There's your modern day slavery. There it is. That that's America right there. That that's as American as apple pie. Uh, so that was just my my thought about the sort of the more interesting stories that have happened so 
far. But it's it's just beginning. It's just getting started. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.